We need conversation. We need tools to effectively reach hearts, change minds, so that even if abortion is illegal or legal, parents will not choose it. That's why conversations matter. Do you need to be an expert to be effective in reaching people on abortion? With abortion in the headlines with the Dobbs v. Jackson Supreme Court case, it's imperative that we take every opportunity to defend the babies. Today, we'll be launching a new website to equip you. Also, we'll talk about how you can not only decrease the demand for abortion, but how you can affect the supply as well. Activist Radio, The Mark Harrington Show, is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support our work by going to createdequal.org, and you can find out more about the radio program by going to markharringtonshow.com, and you can subscribe to the program by going to all the popular podcasting platforms. Well, today on the program, we're going to be talking about two subjects. The first is how you can better effectively speak about abortion to people that you come across. And the second part of the program, we're going to be talking about Project Week Link and how that ties into the recent events in Washington, D.C. that I've been talking about on my social media and on the radio program. So you want to stick around for the full program today. So, you know, my guest today is Seth Dreher. Seth is the vice president of Created Equal. Seth, thanks for being on the show. Hey, Mark, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. It's always good to have you. <laughs> it is good to be here. <laughs> so today we launched officially a webpage called right. Let's Talk Abortion. Now, I want people to understand, you know, if you've heard about, uh, there's a lot of uh, apologetics material out there mm-hmm. on pro-life uh, and a lot of good stuff, as you well know. But this website, I think, is different. And, and I want our listeners and our viewers to understand there's, there's a, a, a difference to this, this website that made it important for you to create. I know you spent a lot of time doing this. So with our team. You, you invested <laughs> with your team, I know, but you invested a lot of heart and soul and sweat and blood into this thing. And I want people to understand what the website's about. So it's called Let's Talk abortion. That's right. If they just go to letstalkabortion.com, they'll be right there. Okay. It forwards to the site. And what you're right, like there we're not the first to have apologetic material, but Mark, right. you know and I think all your listeners and viewers know the heart of Create Equal has always been to enable anyone anywhere to talk about abortion. Right. We're not just the leading thinkers. We want anyone anywhere to be able to do this. Have simple pointers for everyday conversation. So we're not talking about, I mean, this could work for this person, I suppose, but this is not how to talk to someone who's leading NARAL. We want a website that helps anyone talk to any average person they know about abortion in an effective way to change the hearts and minds, to move people from being um, being pro-choice to being pro-life. So the website's right. pretty simple. It's a, it's a one-stop shop to help anyone in many different types of conversations talk about abortion effectively. So why did you come up? What, what gave you the idea? Because you know, as, yeah. as I said, there's a lot of pro-life material out there. It's a lot of good stuff. But what gave you the idea initially to do this? Well, I don't know if you remember, we were in your um, office last year sometime, and I'd been on this other site, which is a website against pornography. Okay. And I saw they had this blueprint. What was the name of that? To fight the new drug. Okay. And they have a converse, they have a blueprint system for how to talk to people about pornography in an effective mm-hmm. way. And I thought, we need something like that on abortion that takes all of the apologetics, all the tactics, and can distill it down into bite-sized points, but not only bite-sized mm-hmm. points, but tailored mm-hmm. for the conversation. 
So you and I talked about this and I suggested letstalkabortion.com, a division of Create Equal where you can go online. You can say, hey, I want to talk to my child or my friend, youth I mentor, my pastor, and you'll get an individualized, customized navigator of how to navigate through that dialogue. So it's a very practical way of, of reaching people. Why do you think conversations are important? We talk about abortion, right? We see it in the news. Dobbs v. Jackson, the big case before the U.S. Supreme Court. It's all about politics these days, right? We're seeing it in the U.S. Supreme Court. State legislatures are moving to ban abortion. There's very little focus, at least from a lot of the pro-life organizations, on that grassroots. How do you converse with somebody that disagrees with you? Why are conversations important? Why isn't it just, why shouldn't we just try to pass laws to end abortion? Well, it's two things I think. You know, when you walk into the Create Equal office, our, your viewers might not know this, but when you walk in, there's a wall with heroes on it, right? Yeah, people who social have, reformers. Social reformers. Yeah. So great people who like um, Nicholas Winton, saving kids from the Warsaw ghettos, all these great heroes. And we sometimes I think, What's a conversation? I mean, he rescued literal people from <laughs> the true. ghetto. But here's the problem. We know that we cannot smuggle children to safety in their mother's womb. Our only option to save that baby's life is to change the mother's heart and mind, because mm. if she wants an abortion, even if the law is against abortion, she will procure an abortion. Right. And just this morning um, in our prayer time, Mark, you know this with our team, you were talking about the new back alley again, the pro-abortion right. people making a back alley so even if abortion were illegal, they would have means for women to pursue abortion. So we need conversation. We need tools to effectively reach hearts, change minds, so that even if abortion is illegal or legal, parents will not choose it. That's why conversations matter. And we talk about affecting demand and supply, and I think both those are important. Obviously, changing hearts and minds and creating conversation affects the demand for abortion. Right. As long as there's demand, there's going to be abortion. Right. And whether it's legal or not, they're going to figure out a way to have abortions, right? And so that's why the majority of what we do is affect the demand side, which you have to change hearts and minds, mm -hmm. win people to your position and to Christ in order to end this finally. We can cut off all the supply lines we want, but they're going to figure out a way. You can't do right. one without the other. They work together. And so this this is focused on the demand side. We're going to talk a little later about the supply side when it comes to Project Weak Link, the medical waste companies. But why is it that you believe Created Equal is uniquely positioned to be able to launch this website and 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 kind of guide people through these types of conversations? Well, I think that's an important question because you referenced a moment ago some of our friends and mentors, right? So if you want the most academic uh, pro-life arguments, you go to Francis Beck with Scott Kluster or Christopher Kaz or people like that. Mm -hmm. What were you, what we are, our expertise is really on the streets, yep. taking the big ideas, making them understandable to average people, mm -hmm. reaching the normal people. And so mm -hmm. I think that, and it's not only that, not only our are the fact that we understand this, but we are daily on the streets. So, you know, mm -hmm. when I was making the site working right. on, I was talking to our team because they're out more frequently than me on the streets. And I mm -hmm. asked like, what, what kind of things are you hearing? Right. We want this to be relevant to today's conversation. So I think mm -hmm. we're unique that every day we're out there. Our team is right now in right. Iowa yeah. on the road. Yeah, so I just got a call every, from one of them. <laughs> you did, every day we're improving our apologetics to make it more helpful to reach and change real people's minds, not just theoretical minds. That's for sure. I think Created Equal is very different in that sense that we are on the ground Foot, you know, toe to toe on the ground, boots on the ground, dealing with people who disagree with us. We're hearing all the arguments, new and old. We're probably more prepared than any other organization in dealing with that because we deal with it every single day. Right. I'm not saying other groups aren't doing good work, but you got to get out. <laughs> you got to get out. You got to get in front of people to know what's going on in culture. And that's what we specialize in. And that's why I think, as you say, we are positioned uniquely to deal with that. And that's why I think this website. Uh, let's talk abortion.com is so important. Now, another thing about this site that I think is also unique 
is it has a roadmap for talking to different segments of the population. Uh, if you would go through a few of those, and I thought in, in particular, the one that, that interests me the most is talking to children, because mm-hmm. that's kind of a taboo subject. So right. like, believe me, that's not what I want to talk about with my children <laughs> right. or other people's children. <laughs> you know, right. it's not like, whoa, they might not even know what sex is. You know, right. it's like, right. how do you introduce this concept? It's all around us. I mean, abortion yeah. is what it is. It's part of culture. So take us through each one of those segments that you are, those demographics that you speak directly to, and then specifically children. Yeah. So anyone who goes to letstalkabortion.com, the first thing you'll see is you can ask, you can choose, are you going to, you have a question about a specific topic like abortion, creating, well, you can choose that button, but there's a button saying, I want to talk with, where you can say, okay, mm-hmm. my conversation is going to be with a specific person in mind. So you hit, I want to talk with, and then you have lots of choices. My children, I want to talk with youth that I mentor. We're thinking of like youth pastors or youth sponsors to youth groups, right. or also my friends. So high schoolers, college kids who have friends who or maybe pro-life, pro-choice. You could choose my pastor. You could choose someone who has had an abortion or someone who is considering an abortion. There are many, or even the public, if you're going to get involved in outreach. So all of those choices are there. What's interesting, though, is even when you choose, let's say, my pastor, you have further customization options based on is your pastor pro-life or pro-choice. So a lot of customization choices in here where where we really give you a roadmap that will help you in that specific instance, a specific, specific context. But to children, yes, yeah, so this is important for me because I have young children, right? And so mm-hmm. I think a lot about how do I take these big questions, make it sensitive in the right way and appropriate for them, but still giving them the important worldview ideas now they'll need later. And so just because a kind of a brief two pointers from our our navigator for talking to children, we drew home that you need to focus, the beginning point should be what is truth? Children are growing up in a world where truth is relative or truth right. is something that's based on your skin color, whether you're racist mm-hmm. or not. We say, no, that's, that's not right. We need to begin with what is truth with children. Truth sh- children should learn that truth is just telling it like it is. So is a fetus a human or not a human? There's a truth there, right? Kids are learning what truth is. And the second point we say drill with children is very basic, very simple. And that is this simple idea. Parents should care for their children. Begin there. That's mm-hmm. not talking about abortion. It's laying the groundwork idea that parents must take care of their kids. You go from there on to that includes born and pre-born kids. And then you lead them to the conclusion that clearly parents must take care of their preborn children as well as their born children. And based on their age, then you might describe what abortion is. So it depends on the age there. But that's where we say begin with these simple worldview ideas, what truth is, and that parents must take care of their kids. You can already, even with very young children, prepare them to understand that abortion is wrong. That's why, friends, I think this is such a practical tool for people to use. If you're listening to the program or watching, you go to letstalkabortion.com. This is the type of thing that you can uh, you can read and learn and then deal with each one of these individual groups of people or individuals in your family, colleagues at work. I love the part about children. I mean, I, you and I had talked about, you thought about writing a book mm-hmm. that would be written towards children, how, right. they, how you could introduce this. Uh, you didn't get to write the book yet. <laughs> Not yet. <anyway. laughs> this may be the beginning. This, this is my version, right? <laughs> well, this might Free be the start. Yeah, this might be the start. start. Right. So at least here you're dealing with it. I mm-hmm. think with parents, as you're listening, you're probably thinking, oh, this is a subject I'm going to eventually have to bring up with my children. Right. Either it's going to be thrust upon them because they're going to hear about it in culture, right? See a news story, might even see some people on the sidewalk like us yeah, and right. say, hey, daddy, what are they doing? And they're going to have to answer this to their children eventually. That's why I think this is so important for parents, a great tool for them to go in there and learn those arguments so that when it's appropriate, when it's time to bring it up. Now, we're full-time activists. My my children knew about it early on. Frankly, I did not want to expose them that early. I didn't, but I didn't have any choice. 
what does daddy do? Well, okay, <laughs> I got to pretty much tell them. And they also were exposed to the images, mm-hmm. which I wish I would have been able to sh- uh, shield them from. But, you know, again, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So l- let's move on. I, I want to just so you know, there's a lot of people that have, have jumped in here and, and are endorsing the uh, the website. Uh, let's Talk Abortion. Stephanie Gray, which, of course, is our mutual, one of our best mutual friends here, Stephanie Gray Connors, who I've had on the program uh, a lot. And she says this, quote, at this time in history, and I think this is important because of the Dobbs case, when abortion, uh, the debate is heating up, it's, a, it's pivotal that people understand the reasonableness of the pro-life position. I think the culture doesn't think it's reasonable. They think we're a bunch of whack jobs. We don't know what we're talking about. That is the stereotype. How does this address that? I mean, these are, I assume they're, these are well thought out logical arguments, of course, but does it, in other words, you don't need a PhD to understand this stuff, right? That's exactly right. So I think that's important. I think this topic's so emotional. It's, we know it's a simple issue. Is it right or wrong to kill babies? Very right. simple, morally complex, simple. emotionally. But so it's, it's often fraught with these emotions, these big questions or people on campus, they, they tell me that you need like a PhD in science, which is hilarious. That's, you don't need that at all. No. Bio or philosophy. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's really simple. So I think that but the problem is, I think when people hear abortion come up, we don't jump on the topic because we are afraid of those complications, those, uh, those side issues. Or offending somebody. Offending someone, right. right. So if you can learn some really simple answers to the complex questions, it will make you, people will see that you're reasonable. Your position is tenable. And actually, it's the better one. Mm-hmm. Equality is always better than inequality. So let's deal with one final uh, demographic. You, we talked about children. Of course, there are others in there. Pastors. Mm-hmm. If you're a pro-life activist like myself, and I'm sure you feel this way at some level, we get frustrated with our pastors, right? They, we feel like a lot of them aren't doing enough. Mm-hmm. Some are doing a lot. Some aren't doing anything. <laughs> but I'm sure there are people listening or watching that think to themselves, yeah, my pastor's not doing enough. You deal with that in on the website, Let's Talk Abortion. How to best talk to your pastor. So give us, give us a, the cliff notes on that one. Yeah, so again, it's going to depend on is your pastor pro-life? Uh, and active, and you want to encourage them. Is your pastor pro-life, but the church is inactive and not doing anything? So you you just do you, yeah, we you have just distinguish there. those. Uh-huh. Okay. And one more is your pastor pro-choice. So I would focus right now. I think the most common one for a lot of people is my pastor says he's pro-life, but the church does nothing. Right. right. He doesn't preach on it. Doesn't exactly. mention it much. Whatever. Silent. Right. Pulpit is silent, even yeah. if he personally opposes abortion. Right. Most people probably fall in that camp with their pastors. So mm-hmm. we encourage them to. Cliffs us to be going with humility. I think a lot of times we activists or we well, we go in like guns blazing, we just take them on, right? So we remind them, <laughs> you, you know, check your spirit a little check bit. Check your spirit a little bit. <laughs> go with truth and don't yeah. back off from it. But remember that right. you're not there to berate your pastor. But then we suggest you present them with some pretty, not only simple ideas of why abortion is wrong, why the church should care, but we tell them, tell the people how to deal with responses they might get. So the pastor might say, well, this is a distraction from the gospel. We tell you how to respond by saying, no, actually, this is a gospel issue. Right. We are to care because God cares for orphans, widows, the oppressed. This is that demographic. The orphans, the mothers who are needing, we must respond in love. And also we, we respond to another thing people might hear, especially your followers. Their pastor might say, well, if we don't want pro-life outreach. We don't have to do pro-life outreach to be pro-life. We say, well, maybe, but that's living inconsistently. If abortion is wrong, we ought to be consistent and help the mothers and fathers and help the babies. Right. There's a difference between being attitudinally pro-life, having the right arguments or thoughts, and actually being behaviorally pro-life. And we're trying to get you to be behaviorally pro-life. But before you do that, you got to have the facts. you got to have... The, the the material to be able to talk to people about this. So, Seth, we've got about 30 seconds left. Wrap it up. Uh, this this website's been in the works for a while. I, I really hope people go to the website at letstalkabortion.com. 
uh, if you would summarize it and, and give some marching orders to folks as to how this might be helpful in their in their pro-life and Christian walk. Yeah, just check it out. I just got, before I came in here, an email from Ray. We're getting some people who are using it, emailing us. Ray in cool. Kentucky, he said that what was most helpful for him was the tips on how to not let conversations go on forever. I think those are That's things good. like that that you don't think about yeah. unless you're in outreach like us. And so mm-hmm. I think this will really be helpful. So just go to letstalkabortion.com, pick a couple of these, read through them. Even if you're not ready for the conversation, merely reading through it will help you prepare for that. And we've got, we need everyone. Full court press now. Everyone everywhere must be ready. So just go check it out. Use it for your children. Use it for yourself. Be ready for any time to take advantage of opportunities to defend babies in simple dialogue. My guest has been Seth Dreher, Vice President of Created Eagle. Seth, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Mark. Hey, friends, I want to take the rest of the radio program today and talk about the events in Washington, D.C. that I've been covering on the Mark Harrington Show and on my social media. If you've been following my program, I've been talking about the discovery, or I guess I should say the retrieval of uh, 115 aborted babies from the sidewalk of an abortion clinic set up in Washington, D.C. called Washington Surgery Clinic. And the abortionist's name is Cesare Santangelo. And if you listen to last week's program, I had on as my guest A.J. Hurley, who was the one who actually photographed and filmed the, uh, the unfortunately, the babies that were involved. So I want to give you an update on this uh, on this story. Uh, the initial action point was to be calling the mayor, Mayor Bowser, Washington, D.C. mayor. The mayor has said that they are not going to investigate this, which is not unexpected by us. Uh, So we are we are moving on. We are going after that is to expose the medical waste company that continues to lie about their involvement in this uh, this story, in this injustice. That company is by the name of Curtis Bay Waste Services. And if you go to my Facebook page and my social media, we're going to have an email address that you can send an email to the CEO of Curtis Bay Waste Services demanding that they stop being a complicit in the killing of unborn babies, that they stop enabling unborn uh, the, the abortion holocaust. So you can go to my Facebook page or all my social media platforms to find out that email address and you will be able to generate an email to the CEO of Curtis Bay Waste Services. Now, beyond that, this fits in with an or- with a with a uh, project that we long ago launched called Project Weak Link. And Project Weak Link is a project that was born out of the original videos that were released by the Center for My- Medical Progress and David Delayden in 2015. If you recall, way back when that was seven years ago. Those videos were released showing Planned Parenthood staff members and employees dealing with uh, the selling of human baby parts that were killed by abortion. And in those videos, there was a set of videos that were taken from undercover videos taken from the National Abortion Federation's convention that were leaked to the public. They were not intended to go out. In other words, there was a court order on the videos, but they were leaked to the public. And in those videos, uh, the abortionist, Renee Chillian, Renee Chillian from Michigan, talks about the link between medical waste companies and the abortion cartel. And when I saw that video, I immediately thought to myself that the abortion industry is tipping its hand to pro-life activists like myself on how to defeat them. This is a supply side 
uh, approach to the abortion industry. We talked to Seth Dreyer earlier about the demand side uh, in, in trying to convince people uh, against abortion uh, and changing hearts and minds, changing culture. But this is more of a, a supply side attempt to squeeze the abortion industry by getting the medical waste companies to refuse to enable the child killing, to stop doing the dirty work of Planned Parenthood and other uh, abortionists across the country. It's called Project Weak Link. And so what I want to do here, I want to play this video. This video is a, uh, a, a it's on our YouTube page at markharringtonshow.com. You can go there or you can go to Create Equals Facebook page. This is the video that I compiled taken from that National Abortion Federation uh, uh, convention where Renee Chilean basically tells us what we can do to end abortion. Go ahead and play that clip. Fired us that I had five months worth of fetal tissue in my freezers. I mean, we were renting freezers. That's all I thought about. Like, I was so consumed with fetal tissue, I was ready to drive to Upper Michigan and have a bonfire. And was just trying to figure out, you know, how I wouldn't get stopped or, you know, how far in the woods would I have to go to have this fire that nobody was going to see me. I mean, it was, it was the worst. I know the videos are that the audio is kind of hard to listen to, but basically Renee Chilean saying because Stericycle and the other medical waste companies refused to pick up the aborted babies from her abortion centers, she was considering going up to upper Michigan and creating a bonfire. She also goes on to say that she was paying someone to dump the babies down the sink in her abortion mill because she could not find a medical waste company to dispose of them. Then she goes on to say this, and if you would play this next clip, uh, this is again Renee Chilean from the National Abortion Federation's uh, videos that were leaked to the media in 2015. Because we are all one incinerator away, or one incineration company away from being closed. All right, now I, I don't know if you could hear that, but Renee Chilean, an abortion clinic owner in Michigan, says that they, meaning the abortion industry, is one incinerator company away from being shut down. When I heard those words, I launched Project Weak Link. And as you can tell by the name of the project, we go after the weak link. And the weak link in the abortion cartel is the medical waste companies. Because bottom line is this. If you can't dispose or if they cannot dispose of the babies, they won't be able to kill them. It's as simple as that. They'll have to break the law. They'll have to throw them in the dumpster. They'll have to pour them down the sink. They'll have to create bonfires, all that kind of stuff. If they can't get the medical waste companies to be complicit in the killing of unborn babies, they can't continue to do it. And so we launched Project Weak Link, which was uh, focused on bringing pressure on these medical waste companies, bringing pressure on the CEO and the board of directors, letting people know in their communities that this is what they do. They support the abortion holocaust. Also, we understand that medical waste companies, as a rule, are not ideologically pro-abortion. They're just doing this as a business. Uh, they're picking up other medical waste. They really don't care, for, the, for all I can tell, that they're doing this because they're pro-abortion. So they are a weakling in that. They're, they can cave. And we've had several org uh, these companies uh, stop uh, providing services to the abortion centers because of the pressure that we brought, the public exposure that they don't want. And that is 
the no, people knowing what they do. So you can find out more about Project Week Link by going to projectweeklink.com. This is a project of Created Equal. I happen to think it's one of the most in, in, intuitive and ingenious things, ingenious things we've ever come up with. Um, and we're asking you to do a couple of things. If you live in a community that has an abortion center, bring your camera. Take still photographs and video. When the medical waste company shows up to pick up the aborted babies in the boxes, in the medical waste boxes, the same type of medical waste box boxes that were retrieved from the sidewalk of the Washington Surgery Clinic in Washington, D.C. that made national news, take vote photos and video and send that to me. Uh, go to MarkHarringtonShow.com. You can send me an email and let me know that you have video and we can work with you to launch a public awareness campaign against that medical waste company. And we've had a lot of success in getting these companies to refuse to be part of the abortion cartel. And then finally, I want to wrap up with uh, this company out of, uh, out of Baltimore, Maryland, Curtis Bay Waste Services. As I said on the last program, they have refused to uh, admit that they are picking up fetal remains. Uh, we have the evidence. We have the video. We have the picture of the box. We have the picture of the babies in the box with the Curtis Bay Energy or Waste Services emblem and the address on the box. We have video of Curtis Bay picking up at other abortion facilities in America. So we know that they're picking up. They are on full damage control. and We're going to keep the pressure on them. So if you uh, if you want to get involved, you want to take action. Go to my Facebook page, and in the description to this program, we will have a way of you emailing the CEO for Curtis Bay Medical Waste Services. So if you want to find out more, go to projectweeklink.com. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.